Melanie, we received this question on social media. I'm trying to figure out how to model spiritual practices and other things without my husband's participation and without modeling disrespect towards him. What do I do when my spouse is not spiritually engaged? I think this is a question that many women across the globe can say, yes, that's me. Mm-hmm. I desire to raise godly children, but I'm doing it alone, even though I'm married to a Christian. Why is this so hard? Yeah, this is going to be a a sensitive one. So I just am praying on the front end for just tender hearts and and grace as we wade Mm -hmm. into this topic. We do not in any way, shape or form suggest that we have all the answers. This is a discussion. Welcome back to Parenting to Impress, your go-to podcast to learn practical ways to love God and love others, and impress this on the hearts of your children. I am your host, Heidi Franz, and I am joined by my dear friend, Melanie Simpson, two moms who have made a lot of mistakes, but have found grace and truth along the way. Melanie, what is it within us that creates this vision of what a Christian man is supposed to be? It's a great question, Heidi. And I mean, I think part of it is our human nature. We look to the things we don't have. So our eye is often drawn to, um, I mean, think about it just in terms of like social media, right? Our eye is drawn to the beautiful home that we don't have, the Mm -hmm. comparison. Our eyes are drawn to the people that we think are doing it right. Yes. As if there is a right way. And we have that desire to be like that person and for our spouse to be like that person, even though we're only seeing one side of that person. Yeah. And I don't, I also don't want to say there's nothing wrong with aspiring to be a growing, maturing Christian. That's a good thing. But I think that gets distorted as so many things do in this fallen world when it is twisted up with a sinful expectation of forcing change, Mm -hmm. (laughs) of forcing something that just simply is not meant to fit. Yeah. So let's start with that word expectation first. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the struggles that I have had in my own marriage of my husband not meeting my expectations for what it looks like to be a spiritual leader are because they were my expectations. 100% for me too. They were unrealistic They did not take in his giftings and his personality. They were what I was foreshadowing on him. Yeah, that's the same of mine as well. It kind of came to a head. And ultimately, I apologized because what it really boiled down to was I had not been loving Jeff with a gospel love. Mm. What I mean by that is I expected him to love me the way I wanted to be loved, the way I thought I should be loved. I expected him to be a certain way because I thought that was how he should be. That's not the way we love according to Christ. (laughs) We love people because God loved us, and we love out of the overflow of the love that God shows us, not because I want to manipulate you to be the person I think Hmm. you should be. Oh, so true. So that is the first place that I would encourage all women to start is what are my expectations for my husband? What are God's expectations for my husband? 
And then looking at and understanding that spiritual direction looks different between personalities and it looks different between women and men. For sure. One of the things that I've seen in our home is I did more of the spiritual direction when my kids were little. I was a stay-at-home mom, and so I had more time with the kids. And so we did a lot of Bible reading, a lot of discussion about the different characters in the Bible stories, and I played a different role than my husband did when he came home from work. Mm -hmm. And I can't expect him to be something that he was not. Well, and the way your family structure is set up, you know, he's been gone from home for seven or eight hours a day. And then you expect him to do the same work you did in the three hours, two hours that they have before the kids yeah. go to bed. Mm-hmm. That makes zero sense. And yet somehow in our human brains, we make it out to be that they have, yes, work outside the home for all these hours, then come home and do the same thing I just did. Yeah, very true. Another thing that I see in walking alongside Side my husband in spiritual training of our children is the understanding that I am responsible for myself. Mm-hmm. He is responsible for himself. Mm-hmm. We are not going to stand before God as a married couple and God says, how did you serve me? Mm-hmm. How did you love? I stand before God. He stands before God. We are both responsible for what we do. Yeah. And that's a hard one because when we enter into the marriage relationship, we're told to become one. Mm-hmm. We're a team, right? And so those are all true in the in the temporal world. On earth, you are a team. You are working together. But in terms of your walk with the Lord, it's your walk with the Lord. Right. You are not in charge of your husband's walk with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And praise God, he's not in charge of mine because <laughs> he got keep keep your stuff to yourself, sir. <laughs> Praise God that he deals with me individually and that I will be called to stand before him by myself. That's going to be enough, quite frankly. Right. So my second encouragement to wives is to stay in your circle. Mm -hmm. Focus on what you need to focus on. Mm -hmm. It is so easy to see the speck in our husband's eyes, all the things they're doing wrong And we fail to look in the mirror and see how we are nagging, Mm -hmm. how we are bitter, Mm -hmm. how we have expectations, unrealistic Mm -hmm. expectations, unspoken expectations that our husbands can never match up to. That's a great point, Heidi. I think that when we start to feel that discontentment, when that bitterness Mm -hmm. starts to kind of, we can can feel it, maybe we get short-tempered or we withdraw, whatever that looks like for you, that is a great time to go, okay, I'm going to push pause. Something's not right here. The Holy Spirit is is convicting me of something. Mm -hmm. Instead of lashing out at Him, I'm going to go take this to the to the Lord in prayer. God, show me what is happening inside me. What's rubbing me the wrong way here? And I'm telling you, that was part of that apology to my husband was, for all of these years, if I had just taken the time and spent half that time mm-hmm. that I was worried about what you were doing or not doing, and I had spent that time in prayer and confession and repentance, right. holy smokes, that would have been a totally different marriage. Yeah. It would have been a game changer. Yeah, Yeah, I I completely understand that. Proverbs 27, 15 and 16 says, a nagging wife is like the dripping of a leaky roof in a rainstorm. 
Stopping her is like trying to stop the wind. It's like trying to grab olive oil with your hand. Mm. And does that not describe how I can become when I am so focused on what my husband needs to change instead of God work in me? And can we talk about the root of that for a second? Because I do think, in all honesty, sometimes that comes, not sometimes, probably more often than not, it comes from a place of fear, mm-hmm. right? We are worried, we're fearful that unless our husband does X, then our children are not going to get the fullness of this spiritual education mm-hmm. training. And so that's that's fine. Like acknowledge that fear. And even maybe speak to your husband about that. Say, you know, I realize that I am just, I'm scared that we're missing the boat here. Yeah, call it what it is. Yeah. And then say, what do you think about that? Do you you feel the same way? Is it just me? Am I, you know, am I blown out of proportion? And then be willing to accept his answer, ladies, because it's not always going to be what you want to hear. Well, and we can't force our husband to do something that they're not going to do. Yeah. Or be somebody they're not. Exactly. I mean, I, we were talking about this before. My husband, his preference is not to read out loud. Mm-hmm. And I can remember just beating a dead horse here about having him read devotions out loud at dinner. Well, God love him. He did it. But I know it wasn't out of a place of joy and excitement to yeah. you know share God's word and with kids his kids. kids see that. Yes. They see through yeah. what's going on. Yeah. Instead, I think the solution or the better option is speak life into your husband, mm-hmm. encourage him, and look for the ways that he is gifted and how he can use those gifts. Point them out to him. Right. Thank you for the eight days work that you just put in to support right. our family. Whatever the thing is. Exactly. First Peter 3, 1 and 2 says, Wise, in the same way, submit yourself to your husband so that... If any of them do not believe the word, and I would say any who are not following the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives when they see the purity and reverence of your lives. We aren't winning them over by our words. It's by our behavior, by our submission, by our respect, by our love. That's how we're going to win over our husband, not by the nagging and the bitterness and the constantly letting them know how they are failing you. Mm-hmm. And I would say, though, the danger is that can't be performative. That has to be from a true heart place where mm-hmm. you are doing it because of your love for God and mm-hmm. your love for His Word. Mm-hmm. The, the overflow in that case will be a pure spirit. If you are doing it strictly to manipulate mm-hmm. and to be like, <laughs> I'm doing it the right way, I love God and you don't, yeah, it's going to backfire. I mean, it's ultimately, you're not responding from a pure heart. You said something that I thought was so crucial is that we have this fear that if spiritual training of our children does not look exactly the way it should look, then our children are not going to follow God. And we've said it multiple times on here. I don't care how you parent. God has given your child free will and they have to decide, are they going to submit to God's authority or are they not? I could be the Mary Poppins of parenting 
and spiritual parenting, but if my child does not take that spiritual learning to heart and as their own, it doesn't matter what I did. Yeah. And ultimately, can we just talk about, you know, salvation is a is a free gift of grace from God. God puts that call on our hearts to turn to him in repentance and faith. And we cannot bully or force right. or manipulate right. anyone to, to come to faith. And that includes our husbands in terms of how they live out their faith. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can petition, you can ask, but at the end of the day, you can't, you can't bully somebody into being the Christian you want them to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's also important to understand that we can't turn our husbands into our girlfriends. Mm. Okay. Say that again and explain it. <laughs> We can't turn our husbands into our girlfriends. My husband is my best friend, but I also have girlfriends Mm -hmm. that hold me accountable, encourage me. And I think sometimes we have this idea, the relationship with our husbands are supposed to look like the relationship with our girlfriends, and it's not going to. And we can't expect our husbands to. For the most part, My husband is not my accountability partner. In our relationship, I don't think it would be healthy for him to be my accountability partner all the time. I need him to be my husband. Yeah. I remember hearing a very prominent Christian speaker, author, pastor, and he talked about how he confided in his wife and his wife did likewise some issues that I don't know that I would be the best person for my husband to share that sort of information with. And honestly, it's because of my own sin. It's because of my own issues that I couldn't process it well. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't be the best person to walk with him through those things. I'm 100% in agreement. And I think for a long time, I beat myself up about that, though, because I heard this person, this mm-hmm. very well-known, you know, godly man, say that this is what a marriage should look like. Mm-hmm. And I took it to heart. And so I felt like I was not being a good Christian wife because I didn't want to talk to my husband about those things. Interesting. I say that by way of kind of encouragement and caution that it's just another way that in this age of inundation of information and all the things, just because something works well for somebody else, another marriage, another couple, doesn't mean it will work well for you. And accountability with my husband and my personalities I think I would lose the safety of our marriage. I think you need to take in the personalities of each of you. Would having accountability between the two of you, let's say in how much you eat, in how much you exercise, Mm -hmm. it's going to depend upon your personalities. It's going to depend upon your relationship. I know of married couples who exercise together and that accountability is huge. I know married couples that if a wife has said, hey, can you hold me accountable for what I eat? It creates a judgmental Mm -hmm. situation and insecurity. Mm -hmm. So step back and go, 
Is this something that is going to build our relationship or is this something that I need to leave to a girlfriend? And I will just quickly add, we are not in any way suggesting this is something you do in secret. Oh, goodness, no. Our husbands are fully aware Mm -hmm. of the topics that we discuss with our girlfriends, our accountability partners. We are not withholding that information. This isn't that sort of thing. Right. I just want to make sure that's clear. Yes, thank you. So what else would you say would be either beneficial or would be a stumbling block in a marriage like this where you, as the wife, are wanting to have a household that looks a certain way in terms of how you go about training your children in spiritual matters, and maybe your spouse is not on the same page. Mm -hmm. If you have the opportunity to be a stay-at-home mom, you have let's say approximately eight hours during the day for you to be a spiritual leader, to read those Bible verses, to read those Bible stories, to listen to those spiritual songs. And yes, it will look different in the evenings when your husband is home, but how prideful of us that we think that God only works when the spiritual legacy to our children is looking the way we think it should look. Mm -hmm. Just as we're having this conversation, Heidi, what what I keep hearing is we need to stay in our lane. Yes. Get Um, out of the way. Yeah. Get out of the way. Choose to intentionally speak words of encouragement into Mm -hmm. our husbands. Have frank conversations. I mean, as we're able Um, When we don't have the emotions high. Yes, yes. Do it after you've spent time in prayer. Oh, yes, very Um, much so. So that you're you're getting your heart motive right. Am am Mm -hmm. I coming to this conversation in an attempt to manipulate and bully and whine and nag? The Holy Spirit just brought something to mind. Be very careful when you're with your girlfriends how you speak about your husbands. I find it so interesting how girls, you know, we're, we're constantly encouraging each other with an, oh, yes, uh Mm uh-huh, oh, I'm sorry, oh, that's really hard. And we can get into those situations with a group of girls, and we're sharing that about our husbands, and we take those words of, quote, quote, encouragement as, oh, it must really be bad, Mm -hmm. because she just said, oh, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And we need to be so careful how we present our husbands, I'm not saying not being real, right? but we need to be careful how we present our husbands to our friends. Mm-hmm. And yes, ask for prayer, but don't let your prayer turn in to an opportunity to get kudos. Gossip is gossip. Yes. So you can gossip about your husband. Absolutely. If you're not taking those things to the Lord and your husband, but instead just going straight to your girlfriends, that's gossip. Right. And that is not helpful. I just think it is such a challenge to maintain a Christian marriage in this world as it is. Mm, very I much mean, so. You know, it takes a lot of time and energy and prayer. It is even harder when you perceive that you're not on the same page as this as this person suggested that they're not. But at the end of the day, Heidi, I think you said it well. I stand before the Lord. Mm-hmm. Jeff won't be anywhere near me. Yeah. What do I need to be doing in my own heart and in my own walk with the Lord so that my children are seeing Christ in me? Right. My husband sees Christ in me. I'm not living for that pat on the back. 
I'm just living for the joy and the blessing of faithful walk with God. And speaking of training up our children in the way they should go, Proverbs 22, 6, Deuteronomy 6, 5 through 9, talking about impressing upon our children the commandments. There is nothing in those verses that says... I want you to do this if your spouse is doing this. These are commands for each of us individually. And we need to understand that no matter what our spouse is doing, whether our spouse is in the word himself, whether our spouse is sharing the word with our children, we are commanded to love God out of obedience love others, and train our children how to do that as well. In closing, I want to ask this question. How are you supporting your husband's spiritual growth? You know, we've talked this entire time about when your husband's not doing what they're supposed to do in your mind, but turn the tables and think, but how am I supporting him to be able to lead our family spiritually, not to nag him, guilt him, all the other emotions, crying. How am I supporting him to lead spiritually as God gifted him to lead? One more thing, because it came to me when you were saying that women, our husbands are not stupid. (laughs) When we offer them hey, I will get the kids breakfast ready if it would be helpful for you to have that 20 minutes to Mm -hmm. spend time with the Lord. Mm -hmm. If they say, I don't want to, you don't need to present them with 15 other opportunities (laughs) to spend time with the Lord. Accept their answers. If that's not something that is, you know, helpful to you, then go pray about it and let it go. But like Heidi said, I'm going to keep coming back to that nagging wife, the dripping roof, don't be don't be the dripping roof. It's, it does nothing. I'm going to close with 1 Peter 3, 1 and 2 one more time, because I think it's so important for us to remember that God is God and he doesn't need us to step in and try to be him. Verse 1, wives in the same way, submit yourselves to your own husbands so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives, when they see the purity and reverence of your lives. Melanie, can you close us in prayer, please? Sure. Lord God, what a gift marriage is. And thank you so much that you have designed men and women to come together in a marriage bond. But Lord, we also come before you because as human beings, we have a hard time in marriages when our expectations are unvoiced, unmet, Mm -hmm. when things don't go the way we think they should. So God, would you just by your spirit remind us that you are in charge, you are in authority, and you are sovereign over our marriages. And Lord, by your spirit, would you remind us that our relationship with you is just that. It's my relationship with you. And God, would you release us to focus on that? and not fret and fritter and worry and be anxious and fearful about the things that we think are not being taken care of. Would you give us your peace and reassurance that you are a God of redemption and restoration in all things? And Lord, I just speak a special word of prayer over the marriages that are just really struggling right now, God, especially for a marriage um, where there is a partner who is not a believer, 
God, I just pray that you would soften that heart and call that spouse to you so that they might come to know your son, Jesus Christ, as their Lord and Savior. And Lord, we especially pray for the children that they would come to know you, come to love you, and that you would get all the glory. Amen. We want to thank you for listening to the Parenting to Impress podcast. Be sure to visit abcjesuslesbian.com and check out the show notes for more information on topics shared in this episode. Please subscribe and share with your friends.